The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour. I'm Sharon Kleina. The show's focus is also the power of water and what is going on all over the world with the crisis of water. Did you know that around the world that there's a human crisis and the crisis on our planet? There is not enough water. And we've let all those rains come down, and that rain goes right to the ocean and fills up the ocean quicker than it fills up our aquifers. So as we begin to use it on Earth and more all these different people on Earth around the planet are finding that even in the United States of America, there is a health crisis going on because of water. And people are dying in some parts of the world by 5,000 children dying a day in different parts of the world because they don't have any water. Their mothers are having to carry water from a distance every single day before dawn to get to the home for the family to have water. Or you have in different parts of the world where people, the water is not suitable to drink, safe, And then in our country, we're getting a shortage of water, and we're having to take water from other states to get into other states because there's not enough water. And yet, the world has only got 97, there's 97% salt water, only 3% is fresh water, and only 1% is water to be used for our everyday nutrition. Now, when I have a show into my sixth year now with a theme of how vital the power of water is for health, that when you left the mother's womb in that water and you entered in that delivery room that day, that moment you began to dehydrate. You didn't have the water around you as you did for those nine months with your mother. So as you begin to live your life and inside the body, you have trillions and trillions of cells with water molecule in each cell. But outside the body, you've got a skin called your soil, your planet, your surface of your life, the skin trying to back that up, but that skin must live in humidity. And without humidity, the water and the air and healthy humidity, your organism will not live. You've got to have that humidity and your lifestyle choosing to where you want to live, your choices of life are vital. With these, with these to think about the water you drink is vital. You must have safe, clean water, up to 8 to 10 glasses of water a day to keep those cells de- uh, detoxified and keep a solvent moving th- what is happening in your body, through the body at all times, to keep that skin supple, moist, and flexible. You must have a, a choice of living with breathing. Your breathing is vital. How you breathe. Yes, how you breathe. Breathe in, breathe out. If you have a situation, breathe in, breathe out. 
through your nose, breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, or go in and close your eyes and breathe in like a meditation breath. Breathe in through the nose and let it go out through the nose with some exercises. Learn how to breathe. The other one is good nutrition. We're learning every day. It's what you eat. Get away from all that sugar. Get away from all that carbohydrate. Get into fresh vegetables, fresh fruit. Every day is vital. Get away from all those starches. It'll kill you. The other one, exercise mobility during the day to keep you moving and keep you flexible. And the other one, learning how to sleep is vital. But water is at the top of your list. Always make water your most important reason for all of the earth to live and for you to be healthy and live longer and be a healthier person. Today, excuse my voice, today we have Sam Rose, who is founder of the Rose Nutrition Center out of Los Angeles. He is the author of The Way Back, Nutrition. I'm really excited about that. He will teach us a lot. He's given his life to this. I've read about Sam, and he is dedicated. The second guest is Will Roberts. Will Roberts is an author, commentator, entertainer uh, who is, uh, is going to be fun. He has a comical side of what he does, and he's going to talk to us about what he thinks about the Obama health care and what that's going to mean to you. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Imus. Did you know at the surface of your eyes is 99% water? Did you know when the eye drop touches that surface of your eye, it causes a dehydration, a dryness? Yes, because that eye, the tear film must maintain 99% water. While Nature's Tears Eye Mist is the only product worldwide with just a mist with 100% tissue culture grade of water. To be able to have a mist of nutrition, water, safe water, to, to be able to mist the eyes, to keep a humidity at the eyes, at the surface of your eyes, the tear film. Look up the tear film. Learn about what it does for you, for helping you for healthier vision. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be back with Sam Rose. Listen. The world is talking. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. 
Sam, are you with us? I am, Sharon. It's great to be here. Well, thank you for being here. I was reading about you, and my gosh, I could hardly wait to get you on today. How did you get involved with uh, nutrition and what you did? Because um, you have the Nutrition Center there in Los Angeles. You've been dedicating your life to people's better health and issues to teach them about better education about that. What, how did you get started? Yeah. Well, I've been uh, a nutritionist now for 20 years. But for 20 years before that, I was in the music business out here in Los ah. Angeles. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you know it, a music person's life is not generally healthy. Uh, music makers spend long hours in studios or out of the sun. We sit around quite a bit and we eat a lot of fast food. Mm-hmm. So um, by the end of my 20th year in the music business, I was a pretty unhealthy person. Mm-hmm. And uh, on my way to the studio one day, I was driving a, a route that I'd driven thousands of times. I got to an intersection where I normally make a left-hand turn, uh, and without looking, I made my left-hand turn because I was half-conscious from my lifestyle and uh, turned right into an oncoming car. Oh, my. Almost killed three kids, uh, totaled oh. their car, and... Uh, that was a gigantic wake-up call. Within about six months of that moment, I had uh, dropped out of the music business having realized how uh, my health had been failing me for years. Health slips away insidiously, incrementally over time, so we hardly notice it. But sometimes we can have these moments of um, lucidity, and uh, that was one for me, and I realized that I had to change my life. So also, be- Sam, what happens to us is we got to get over that, get out of that. We're, we became so robotic. We need to. You were in the music, and music is rhythm of of, of life. Yeah. And um, that music to me, I love music, and I've always said our Earth lives in a rhythm, and that's why our forefathers, so far back, way back in time, had chants and music and dancing around the fires or different things they did with rituals. So music has a rhythm. So you already had a rhythm. You just needed to put your rhythm toward a better lifestyle. Well, that's true. And uh, the rhythm of life is something that uh, most people living in a man-made world have fallen out of. We don't take our cues anymore from the natural rhythm for you. of the planet. That is true. That and is we, true. We don't take our cues from the natural rhythm of the planet. We can, we can get out of rhythm internally, and that's the beginning of disease. And they're robot. Uh, people wanting to be um, in, in you know, rhythm is living with the unknown. You don't know what's going to be coming with the next, like you just said, the, the, the next uh, rhythm. But back to you. Mm-hmm. So you went forward, and, and how long have you had the Nutrition Center? Well, I've, I've had the Nutrition Center for about uh, 19 years at this point. Wow. And um, I, mm-hmm. when I started experimenting with nutrition for myself, I was amazed at how quickly I started to notice an improvement in my health. Right. I just got rid of some garbage in right. my diet. I started some sleeping. Of that, all that sugar and carbohydrate. And, yeah, I started sleeping yeah. uh, better hours. I was more active. And within a few right. weeks, it didn't right. take even very long, yeah. I noticed a huge shift in my, in my uh, feelings of well-being. And I thought... Your mental capabilities. Yeah, and I thought there's right. really something to this stuff. So I started right. studying it. And after mm-hmm. a while, I, I realized that what I was going to do with the rest of my life was to learn more about this and teach other people the importance of self-care. And it's been a great ride. Right. 
Um, well, what you were thinking about is you wanted to live a healthier, richer life with the rhythm that you loved music, but you didn't think that way with music. But you decided, and I have found with myself uh, over um, over 40 years ago, uh, almost 50 years ago, I found that I like to study nutrition, Sam. My, father, my grandfather was diagnosed with cancer when I was in the sixth grade, and they said he'd only lived three months. Well, he was a very successful businessman, and and decided he didn't want to pass away, that he would study food. And he and his wife, my grandmother, made sure he ate the right food. And he didn't pass away until I was about, uh, well, I was around 28, 29. No, 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 I was much older, about 35. And uh, uh, he had three different kinds of cancer. He, uh, the food he ate is what kept him going. Yeah. And uh, that's what we're learning today, Sam, yeah. is who you are is what you eat. And if you want to complain and you want to die, that's your choice. That's the freedom of your life. But if you want to live and be healthy and be uh, pay forward to good things to happen around your life and those who are with you, it's what you're eating. And, of course, I'm a believer of water first. Water has to be at the top of the list to drink, and then what you eat is vital. Now, what are you learning are some of those secrets? Well, because uh, what we're I'm hearing a lot that, about fresh vegetables and fresh fruit. But Well, the, here's the thing. We, we, have a, we tend to have a myopic view of nutrition. The word diet comes from a Latin word meaning way of living. So when we think about diet, we have a tendency to, to just think very narrowly about the food we eat and water. But a diet is a way of life, which would include uh, the hours we sleep, how active we are, how stressed we are, whether or not we're laboring under toxicity. There are a multitude of things that play into a diet above and beyond what we eat. So what I've learned is that there is a synergy of uh, behaviors that cause health, and if not uh, followed, if, if these behaviors, which are essentially dictated by nature and we once understood instinctively but no longer understand if we if if we if we do not behave in a way that produces balance and rhythm in our lives then what happens is we create disease a lot of people have a very fatalistic attitude about health they they throw up their hands and they go well diabetes runs in my family or my father died of heart disease and and they don't accept the fact that that maybe there is a genetic potential but it's only a potential and behavior, like your grandfather showed, can have a tremendous impact on uh, longevity and quality of life. And, and, and people around you, because my, uh, I, I grew up wanting to study nutrition and, I mean, be involved with the studying. And I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center, and our world is studying water for use other than drinking it. Uh, but back to the, what that can do to pay forward, people become vulnerable to other people's wills if they're good. And that's what you're doing. And, Sam, I really want to congratulate you and commend you for what you're doing for people to live and be healthier. Um, now, on my paperwork here, I was noticing something you were just talking about, ways to live longer. What are those seven habits of the world's longest living people? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here, I, I here, picked that one out for nine number one today. Yeah, here, here's the thing. Um, a lot of the things that the longest-lived people do on Earth were things that all humans did at one point. 
The longest-lived people on Earth today are the ones who live much closer to nature than Americans do. For example, they eat whole foods that are created by nature. They're not processed. They're not refined. They're not adulterated in any way. They're not loaded with pesticides, antibiotics, uh, hormones. They're just food as nature designed it. So the healthiest and longest-lived people are eating whole food. They also have very good habits around eating. They don't multitask at mealtime. I think I read that 50% of the meals that Americans eat are served through car windows. So uh, Americans are eating a, a vast amount of food as they're driving their car. They're also not chewing thoroughly. They're chewing. Also oh, I'm glad you brought that up. You're the first person that ever brought that up on this show in six years when we talk nutrition. Chewing yeah. is very important. Uh, don't hurry it. Don't yeah. rush it. Yeah, and, it, and, we, and we rush it because we've got better things to do. Well, we you're think. in a hurry. <laughs> we think, yeah. But the fact is that if we don't chew, we do not digest properly. Good for we don't you. digest properly. We don't deliver all those wonderful nutrients to the tissues of our body. And if we don't do that, then we're malnourished and we degenerate faster. Well, so, also then, uh, Sam, I've had doctors from Harvard and different doctors on here that are uh, scientists from all over the world as saying, too, you've got to get all that food through those arteries. And how big is an artery? Well, it actually has to do with the semi-permeable membrane of the small intestine. Food has to be digested to a size that it will properly pass through the semi-permeable there membrane of the small intestine. There and if go. it's not chewed thor- thoroughly, it won't. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to hear the next thing the longest-lived people do? Okay, what is it? They sleep enough. <laughs> okay. What, what we've done ever since Ed, Edison invented the light bulb was we're getting about a sleep cycle or a little over a sleep cycle less sleep than what we need. The average uh, human needs between 8 and 10 hours a night. Thank and you. I agree us, with you. My most of us are getting 6 too. to 7 hours of sleep. So, yeah. so uh, the core regenerative hours, which are from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., most people aren't getting the proper rest during the core regenerative hours when their immune response is up and right. running and when tissue repair is supposed to happen. So we're all aging faster than we need to because we refuse to get to bed at a decent hour. Right. And the next thing that uh, longest-lived people are doing is, one, they're not living in such a toxic environment, and two, they go through cycles of scarcity and abundance uh, where food isn't as available all year long. And when food is scarce... The human body takes advantage of the fact that there isn't so much food to convert digestive energy into cleansing energy. And the human body goes through cleanses on a regular basis if a person's living a more natural life. Getting all those poisons out of the body on a regular basis mm-hmm. is a boon to health that most mm-hmm. Americans don't, don't benefit from. Now, you know, we've got this, uh, I, I can't miss this out, we, there's this uh, enormous amount of of education about what's happening in America with over obesity. Yeah. And they're seeing that our children in schools. And I, 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 I'm one of those with my research, and I, my field is studying dehydration yeah. of the body. So I go in and I take a look at what happens, and I don't blame always that the individual was eating so much. It was what they're eating. Sure. Uh, too much sugar, too much carbohydrate create, causes a toxin to the cell, and the c- cell heats up and becomes, I, I'm very blunt, Sam, call, almost like a manure, and it heats up and grabs to the other cell, grabs to the other cell, has a toxin, cannot escape through the skin because the skin gets more toxic and the body does not digest. 
and you're right about the digestion. If you don't, if you have days where you've ate more than you've eaten more than you should, even the good food gives the next day a chance to give it a little relaxation. Don't eat as much so the body can begin to de- digest and detoxify. Right. We, we live in a world of abundance. You know, there's a never-ending supply of cheap food uh, available through fast food outlets. Well, Sam, what is your weakness? Mine is if I pick up, they have these delicious whole grain with flax types of chips today. Mm-hmm. And if I eat one, Sam, and I've been studying a long time, but if I eat one, yeah. I eat more than one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a commercial. Well, trigger and, foods, you know, different people have different trigger foods. Some people's trigger foods are sugar-based. Uh, some are starch-based. Some are salt-based. You know, there we go. Are, many Craving. Many people are mineral deficient. Craving. People who are mineral deficient have a tendency to crave salty things. Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, I don't have a sweet tooth. Um, but I do, I do like a glass of wine about three nights a week. <laughs> and the reason for that is that, uh, you know, we all live in a very stressful environment. I'm only so successful at managing my stress. I do meditate. And, and, and I wanted to say that managing stress is another oh, uh, it is. Uh, principle of living a very long and healthy life. People who are very long-lived generally live in less stressful environments. They also are better at, at managing the stress they, they can't avoid. So stress uh, management is huge. And the last, uh, actually the sixth principle for a healthy and long, live, uh, and long life is activity. The average American sits for 10 hours a day. And 10 hours a day of sedentary behavior puts us at risk for all the things that are killing us, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer. And the kicker is that they've discovered that going to the gym three days a week for an hour a day doesn't protect us from the damage done by sitting for 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's oh, a real eye-opener for a lot of people. all these people at the computer today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the seventh habit's just uh, maybe a little uh, harder to put our finger on, but, but it has to do with remaining uh, engaged in life as we age. In, in the cultures where people live longest, they are, older people are revered, Older people are kept involved in the community, in, the, in, in families. They go out. They're working with everybody else to their ability. They're active every day. In our culture, when a person gets old, they end up in a nursing home. And well, look, at, basically... the, look at what's happening, Sam, where people today want to retire at 55 years old. Well, that's, 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 you're signing your early death warrant right exactly. there. Exactly. That's what everybody, all, uh, scientists, uh, in fact, uh, you know, uh, but Sam, you're, I like the fact that you're talking about the age. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 70. Mm-hmm. And I have been studying for a long time. And I, it's not that I want to grow old and or, or older. I love my age. And I'm very open to telling people how old I am. Mm-hmm. But, Sam, I don't want to look at <laughs> right, right. So, I mean, it, I've been it, studying a long time, but back to the whole thing. You are right. Stay engaged. Keep busy. Have, keep things to do, not just around your own vulnerability to what you want for yourself, but get involved with other people's needs and what they need for, and be part of a team of the world, of the planet. Keep going. I have a gal, a woman who's the secretary to my board of directors, and she is uh, to our business board. And she is 84 years old. She's a bailiff. 
she gets around to help the senior citizens, Sam, with their um, health insurances. She goes and does, she belongs to the PEO. This woman is absolutely, she goes on cruises with her friends. Yeah. I mean, this woman will live to be 100, yep. if not more. Yep. You know, in the, in the places where people live uh, healthfully and long, there are many uh, centenarians, people who are living well over 100. And uh, scientists who study uh, longevity have determined that the human machine, if cared for properly, and there's a big if, can go 100 to 120 years. Oh, I agree with you, Sam. And I yet most of, us, most of us die right. between 70 and 80, and we die prematurely as a result of degenerative conditions. 80% of us die of degenerative diseases mm-hmm. by virtue of poor maintenance, poor self-care. We right. don't have to. This is, no. a, this is like you no. said, it's a choice. We have a choice to... Well, and you know, Sam, isn't it fun to get out of bed in the morning and think about what am I going to do today with my health? In other words, you're on the Health Olympics every day. You're thinking about your nutrition. Yeah. You're thinking about your routine as a, as a healthier person. Yeah. I always watch my mental capabilities, Sam. If I am mentally exhausted, I've done something wrong. Yes. If I'm mentally not alert and not um, uh, flexible... And my instincts aren't right. I'm doing. I'm eating wrong. And yeah, you know I, something. You've said something really important. You've said that if you're experiencing a symptom, you're doing something wrong. A symptom exactly. like exactly. mental energy. A symptom like exactly. a headache. A symptom like a stomach ache. A symptom like fatigue. Most people look at symptoms as as nuisances to be suppressed with medicine rather than as messages from their body. Oh, they want to rush off to the doctor and say, please, doctor, will you be my God and take care of me because I'm not doing it myself? (laughs) The problem with that is that if we don't heed messages from our body and we don't alter behavior but take a drug to suppress the symptom, we don't correct the behavior, the body suffers, and then ultimately the body will find some other symptom to get our attention. Well, we're not, we're back to the fact, Sam, we're not robots to take all that medicine. In other words, a robot has to be greased up. Um, uh, I mean, what, how, how do you take care of a robot? Well, we, we are not robots. We're, it's an organism of life. We've got to learn that if you put a medication in there, that all of a sudden you may have an allergic reaction to it that you didn't even know you had. Yeah, yeah, unintended the, consequences. I the love other that thing expression. To back to, I wanted to talk to you about, with the time limited now, and I want to have you on again, um, what about herbs and, uh, in the body and taking supplements? I'm a believer that they should study their herbs, and I'm a believer of uh, this. Oh, by the way, I'm a very much believer, Sam, of the teas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I studied teas for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, the coffee industry, you know, is fine. I mean, they can drink coffee, but uh, um, but I believe that tea has a purpose, mm-hmm. uh, and I believe herbs have a purpose in our diets. And some yeah. supplements, if they're whole food diet supplements, yep. I'm a yep. not a believer of the chemical ones. And I, you may disagree with me. No, no, no. I'm. A, I agree with you. Uh, the the key the key thing there is the word supplement. If we think about the word supplement and the meaning of the word supplement. A supplement will supplement something else. Right. A lot of people will go about their business and live unhealthfully but take supplements and think that the supplements are going to guarantee something. Mm-hmm. But they don't. No, they, they don't. They can benefit us if we are otherwise living a, a balanced life. Supplements can fill in gaps that may exist in our diet by virtue of food growing in weak soil, for example. Or if we're stressed, we can take a supplement of a little extra B vitamins, which are burnt up under stress. 
Or if our immune system is challenged, we can take some extra antioxidants to help protect ourselves. But they are only supplemental to good self-care. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I'm a big believer in herbs. Uh, herbs um, are, are food. And uh, herbs have been studied for eons of time by humans and have medicinal uh, and therapeutic benefits that have been studied for thousands of years. So I think herbs are fantastic. Uh, the Chinese medical system uses herbs primarily uh, as opposed to the Western medical system, which uses... Well, and they're changing, too, sadly. I've had Dr. Effie Chow on here, who's known throughout the world, and she said, too, it's so sad what's happening, Sam, in countries like China and what they've been studying for thousands of years. They're wanting to go Western. Yeah. Now we're all saying, you and I and many of us, like us, millions of other people are saying, I want to go Eastern. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we've learned the hard way that uh, there's something wrong with our diet. We've learned that teas are healthy. We're learning that sleep and, and, and meditation. Now, to move on to your meditation, I'm a believer that their breath is so important, how you breathe. Yes. Teach our audience about the breathing, because that's your world, too. Well, you know, most people breathe fairly shallowly. The more stressed we are, the, the, the less oxygen we pull into our bodies. If we're sitting all day long, our diaphragm can't work properly for us, so we're not pulling enough air into our lungs. And um, our brain. And, and our body requires uh, a certain amount of oxygen uh, to keep the bloodstream oxygenated, to keep tissues oxygenated. Um, one of the things that sets somebody up for a disease like cancer is, is deoxygenated tissue. Right. And, and tissue that doesn't have enough oxygen in it is a, is a sitting duck for an opportunistic condition like cancer. So, good, good, good. And not only, so not only is it important to, to, to be active enough to be pulling oxygen into our bloodstream mm-hmm. uh, and, and getting our heart rate up so that we're really mm-hmm. oxygenating our tissues, but, but the breath can be a great mantra for us. I don't think we're emphasizing enough. Um, in my show, we have not had enough of that. And a different, if you go out and study uh, where others are, at the education, first of all, water to me has to be at the primary. And I mean, water without any added ingredients, by the way. Number two, that breath is vital. It's keeping, like you said, oxygen going to the brain. And now, about breathing, uh, you probably do both. You breathe in through the nose, out through the mouth, but you also probably have the breath during meditation where you're breathing in with your eyes closed and yeah. then breathing out, back out through the nose. Well, the, the, no, the, the thing about using the breath as, as a med- meditative technique is that it really shouldn't try to, you shouldn't try to control it. Any mantra that's going to work as a mantra needs to be something that we aren't exerting conscious control over mm-hmm. because... What we need it to do is operate by virtue of the uh, autonomic nervous system. The medulla will keep us breathing, even if we're not thinking about breathing. And if we are breathing automatically, we can then put our mind's attention on the breath. Just sort of watch it, watch it almost in a third-person perspective. And when we do that, we distract our mind from all the monkeys' chatter going on in there. There we go. You just said it magic. You're not talking to yourself. No, no, no. What we want to do is distract our, our mind for a moment from, from surface go. thought. What the mind will do is instinctively turn inward to quieter levels of consciousness. Brain waves will actually slow down, right. and the body will relax. And the first instinct of the body when it's relaxed is to jettison stress. 
So uh, using the breath as a mantra is a very, very good way. And then, Sam, also going to sleep. If you can't sleep, That's right. use it laying there with your eyes closed right. to, go, to, sl- to go to sleep. It's a very uh, effective technique to relax the sleep. That's right. Right, right. Well, we only have a half a moment left. Uh, how, do, how do they find you on the web? Well, I would love people to read my book. I oh, yeah, that's right, uh, The Way Back. It's called The Way Back, Heal Yourself, Heal the World, and it's a self-help book written in novel form. It's a mm-hmm. story that people can follow and learn all the information that I delivered today, but in a mm-hmm. way that's very palatable. And they can find that at Amazon.com, or they can order it anywhere books are sold. It was, it's The Way Back by Sam Rose, and they can find it anywhere books are sold. All right. Well, Sam, can we do this again? I enjoyed it. Sure. It sounds like fun. Thank you, Sharon. teach us a lot, and I, I really thank the listeners. Okay. Well, you have a nice day, Sam. Oh, and you tell too. your wife I said hello. I saw her picture on here, too. Thank Mary. you very much. Bye-bye. Have a, have a nice day. You Bye. Oh, well, well, our next guest is Will Roberts, and uh, wasn't that exciting with Sam? Did you learn? I think I learned a lot. We covered it quite a bit in such a short time. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. Your eyes need nutrition. Did you know your eyes are 99% water at the surface? You need that just a mist. We'll listen to our sponsor, and we'll be right back with Will Roberts. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel, where the world comes to talk. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Well, are you with us? Oh, I am. How are you today? Well, I am fine, and I want to thank you for joining us. Tell us about, I was reading about your life, and your name is Will Roberts, but you, in your information, uh, tell us about where, where you, you were uh, an actor. Sure. Okay. I, tell I, us about I, I, your I'll give life. you the rundown. I'll give you the rundown, but before I do, I have to tell you the gentleman that was just on. It's kind of a joy to listen to what he was saying and what you all were talking about, because I think this is probably one of the first times you're going to meet a cowboy that is as spiritual as they possibly come. I'm actually a Reiki master when I'm, you know, I'm doing my other stuff just because, you know, the lay of the land as a cowboy is is that we all, you know, we it's it's about the environment, it's about, you know, all the stuff you're talking about, water and all the great stuff. Yeah, nature. And so uh, it's kind of funny. Now, I have to tell you, too, uh, Will, uh, and then we'll get on to yours part here, but uh, Sam Rose was in the entertainment field, Mm -hmm. and uh, he became very robotic. 
and he got in a serious traffic accident, hitting somebody head on, and he found that his lifestyle, his outlook, and his health was not was the issue. And he chose to make a change in his life and become healthier. And uh, and he turned to the nature of that health style, the alternative, right. we'll call it. But that, I, I, sometimes I don't like the word alternative because the nature of our life should always be the priority of our health anyway. Absolutely. And uh, we wouldn't have to go to the medicine cabinet as much, would we, Will, if we did that every day. But tell us about your background. Okay, and that's another whole, I'll tell you, <laughs> I could call back and we could talk about Western medicine versus the, the medicine that we should be doing, which is our souls. But anyway, um, well, let's see, um, I, I currently work with, I guess I can say this, um, uh, I have to be careful sometimes, but I'm a featured act here in Las Vegas in a circus Soleil show. And um, so uh, I, I before that, I've spent my life um, really kind of, I traveled the world about 200 times a year for about uh, two, I don't know, 10 years doing my, uh, I guess you could say, one-man Will Rogers style. And if you don't know who Will Rogers is, uh, for some of you out there, he's not the guy with the horse trigger and the wife, Dale. He's the, the uh, commentary, the social and political uh, humorist back in the other turn of the century, the one before ours. Um, and so I've emulated my life to be uh, like Will Rogers in every way and shape mm. and form, down to the cowboy huh. boots and the ropes. Huh. Uh-huh. Well, now, uh, you have an outlook on, you. you're a syndicated political and social humorist. Yes. And uh, you do many things, and it says you've been with the Las Vegas show, Circus Soleil. How long have you been doing it? How long have you been doing it? About um, three or four years, uh, there's a show here on the Strip that's uh, in one of the largest, it's actually one of the largest theaters in North America, and um, so I uh, do 10 shows a week, which is kind of brutal considering that I come home and, and write my um, my daily blather, uh, I guess I call it, or Will says, and then I also produce a segment for PBS television that is on about 45 million households called Will Will Roberts Weekly Telegram, which is really just kind of my, I sit behind a desk and do the sort of the same thing as Andy Rooney did, uh, and just sort of make comments. No, um, no malice in my joke. Uh, now, uh, when you say you're a cowboy, are you a real, are you into any of the rodeos, or are you just like to be... The Will, Rod- Will Rogers image. Well, I'll give you what I can here really quickly, and you can all assess that. Um, I okay. own a company called Mechanical Bull Association. I own eight mechanical bulls. Oh. Um, I, I have uh, traveled around the world and done rodeos and arenas and, uh, you know, my Will Rogers thing. Uh, I am, again, one of the top trick roper, gun spinner, um, Western artists in the world. And oh. um, so, you know, that's what well, I, I do. Have. So. Yeah, so I guess, you know, I wrote a whole article back when Bush was in office about what is a cowboy, and when you look at it, he doesn't ride a Mustang um, a Mustang uh, uh, horse. He he would be more likely to be seen in a Mustang uh, uh, pickup truck, which is the <laughs> But, you know, it, it, cowboys are now, it, it's different. It's not 150 years ago where we're taking and, and pioneering new land. Um, we're just reusing this and reusing and reusing the same but it really, it, it, the cowboy, in my opinion, or cowgirl, is just a way of life. 
and it's sort of a simplistic uh, view in most cases, if you don't get too political, um, as to uh, how you look at things. So, yeah, I am a real cowboy. I mean, I rope, I ride, I do all the things. I don't have a ranch, and I certainly, I used to have a horse, but I travel so much now or do uh-huh. so many shows that it, it would be difficult to do that. Mm-hmm. So there it is. There's that. So, uh, so tell us about also you, uh, you, you, you're a commentator. And you're an entertainer, and you're an author. Right. Well, it all kind of fits together. I kind of say in the in the entertainment world, uh, you you kind of need to be jack of all trades and a master of few of them, uh, because uh, the bottom line is is that in this industry of entertainment, uh, one day you might be able to do one thing, but the next day they may it may not be so popular. So you have right. to you know uh, you have to shift and 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 switch, and so. I started off um, many, many, about 27 years ago as a, as a magician, as a matter of fact, doing uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then I, uh, I'm a Screen Actors Guild member, and after I've been that for 26 years. And so, yeah, I, I've done some film stuff and a lot of commercial stuff, but it all kind of just boils down to, uh, if you don't, in Hollywood or wherever you do it, if you don't want to be a waiter, then you need to figure out other skills to keep yourself in the industry. So did your parents teach you that, or did you teach yourself that? I think that's a matter of uh, trial and error. I taught it myself. I mean, I know when I came home, and my, I told my parents that and I was one of those people at a very young age that I decided that I was going to be in the entertainment industry. Um, I kind of felt that it might be uh, related to what I do now in some way, with, which is people. But, um, no, my parents didn't teach me that. They, my dad taught me where the door was, and he said, if you want to keep doing this, you can walk out it. But... <laughs> But, you know, I figured out uh, that uh, that was the way to go. And I spent a lot of years in radio um, and TV, uh, about 15 years as a producer and then on-air stuff. So, you know, I figured that the best way to for someone to, to be able to make money off of something, one thing, is to know everything about that. So that's what I've challenged myself to do in my life. Yeah, the reason I asked about parents, they say, well, if you're going to get into the entertainment world, be, uh, world, be, in, be versatile. <laughs> That's right. And you, I mean, uh, whatever, wherever you got it, you found it through survival. Be versatile. Yeah, you, because you can't, you know, it's real tough. Everything changes in our economy and our world, but when you're doing one thing, again, versatility is what keeps you, is what keeps you working. Well, it is. It's, uh, now, tell us about the, the book, the, A Crackpot's Pot Shot at American Politics. I'm curious. Okay. Um, well, it's on Amazon right now. Uh, it's uh, going to be brought out in two other forums. Uh, it's right now sort of a Kindle thing, but you can get it anyway on there. Um, and it, it's really just my last uh, few years. I'd actually say it's, it was kind of Bush slash um, Obama coming into office. So it's really kind of the Bush years. It's, it's my take as a political and social humorist. And again, my take is really just a, it's not an educated look. I'm not going to get down there and say, um, uh, you, you know, I think that the bilateral, blah, 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 blah. Mine is more about really, uh, I call it, uh, and my tour was called Common Sense because that's all we can afford right now in the budget. And it, that was the tour I did. And it's based, really based upon sort of a, you know, uh, someone just picking up the paper, because that's what I do. It's the same sort of thing as Will Rogers did. He said, all I know is what I read in the newspapers, and I say, all I know is what I read on the Internet. But then again, you know, everything you read on the Internet, who knows if it's true or not, it just happens to be there. 
But um, I take my stuff uh, uh, on a daily basis, and I pull out really just sort of headlines and some of the information about that, and I, I kind of poke fun at what they're doing because they make it so easy. And so I've taken and put together put together a book that um, that I've been collaborating myself with myself and I guess the newspaper for the last uh, four or five years, and uh, put some of my best stuff out there. And really, just it's just short reads, easy reads, and um, some comments and some some suggestions. I always have a plan because a plan is a is a, one of the best four letter words in the English language, and we everybody's got one. Although we call it opinion in talk radio. <laughs> yeah, right. We do. Yeah, right. But but I know I think out there the people's opinions today more than ever in history. Uh, it's because they've watched so much television, and they've seen it to hear it to see it portrayed in motion. They think if they've seen the the movie where there's been an operation, they now know how to do the operation. They see a movie with sure. attorneys, they know how to be an attorney. They see a movie mm-hmm. how to do anything, they feel like they know something now. Uh, Absolutely. And and this is the sad part about people not understanding uh, fiction. Uh, even though it's happened in real life, there is a fiction being said or done in in the entertainment field, and people are to be entertained. Uh, we don't know what's going on in our lives right. with everyone and ourselves. We have to take it a day by day. But when you're talking politics, aren't you finding, Will, so fascinating that in the past years that we're learning more about our politics or, let's say, our government, our government being ran by the politics in the United States more than we ever, ever, ever knew? You know, we weren't right. willing to to be honest with ourselves that the government is so political, and we're learning all these things, all all that is happening. And what is the most important thing to your life, and to the children going to school, and to the new baby born, to the people aging, all live on Earth, is your pocketbook. The money you have in your pocketbook is all you've got. I don't care if you're a multi-billionaire. One day you may wake up and somebody, it's all gone. Right. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, there are a couple of things that you said that, that, that definitely stick out as being the, the things that I deal with daily when I write my column uh, or do my uh, segment on television. And, you know, one of them, of course, is the pocketbook. The other one is health. And both of those health. things seem yeah. to be... Yeah. People don't know. People don't realize. I think bottom line is, is that what I realize is that, you know, you talk about uh, the Internet. Basically, you talk about the Internet and now what we call social media. And, you know, when you go to your doctor and you say, I think it's this because this is that, he'll say, oh, you've been on Dr. Google again. And, you know, the the, the reality is, is that, you know what, we are formed. It's not like we it's, it's not necessarily that we have a, our own opinions anymore. It's that we're being fed. Well, we're, um, we're, we're, we're vulnerable. It's marketing. Yeah, it's marketing. And you know, well, I have studied a lot about uh, that vulnerability through the many, many years studying uh, marketing and Mm -hmm. what I do. And I look look at myself, and I always kind of giggle well too, because I'll go to a store or I'll look at the mag, I look at a magazine or hear something on TV or see something on the net, and all of a sudden there's a word that just grabs me, and I became vulnerable. And I, I always kind of giggle because I thought, oh, my God, I was vulnerable to that description. And there's something right. about the word new. <laughs> N-E-W. Right. I'm going, oh, my gosh, there's something new? And I look right. at any time they have new on there. Uh, 
But back to uh, health care, um, that has been my field for m- almost all of my d- adult life. And I'm the founder of Biologic Aqua Research Center. We study water, and we're the founders of products that are handheld portable devices of supplementing the humidity with water. Right. But uh, back to health. People are very fascinating because they're vulnerable to what's not healthy, but they're not as vulnerable to really wanting to be healthier. They're, they're right. running, they think that the, the, the doctor should be responsible as God to their being healthy, and they don't want to take that health issue important for them because they know they can always go to the doctor. It's always the backup. Yeah. I'll just go to the doctor. Well, one thing I'll interject on that is is that the, I think the issue really lies in the fact that, see, in our society nowadays, uh, the when you say to someone, for 99 cents you can get 35 hamburgers and you can feed your family and you can then get, uh, by the way, supersize it for uh, two more cents and get everything you need, the people are on fire about that. But listen, you tell someone they can get something for free, which is the knowledge of eating right and being able to making, make sure that you eat your food and chew it a certain amount of time and get the nutrients you need and you don't want HMOs or whatever, you don't want anything in your food, then what they do is they've taken the word uh, free and they've made it a dirty word. It's the best four-letter word. Good for you, Will. I agree with you. People people talk about a lot of our freedoms have been gone. You know, we don't have all this freedom. the, the, The greatest freedom you have is a choice to put in your mouth. Right. And And and, how you sleep, how you go to sleep at night. And Drinking free water, and mm-hmm. some people all over the world don't have free water. And you are right. Uh, they've made the word free cheap. Yeah, well, they made you think about it too much. And what they do is that, that when you see the word free, you do a Google search and you wind up finding out how many things are, you know, being deceiving about free, and you get texts on your phone saying, you want to free this and a free that. The problem is, is that the word free, and, and I'll make a political statement in the sense that Recently, with this whole um, Citizens United and the whole overturning of campaign funds, uh, the word freedom of speech has now become a really multi-billion dollar industry. And you'll see that in the upcoming uh, elections, that the people with the best and loudest voice are the ones spending the most money to have their freedom to speak. However, they don't want you to know who they are. But I say the minute you speak freely is the minute that everybody has the freedom to be able to make a choice to either believe you or don't believe you. So we're being marketed, and the unfortunate part is that, and I deal a lot in, in uh, like, uh, nutritional stuff because I did spend 200, uh, you know, uh, days a year running around the United States and abroad. And you know what? You can't eat. You, you probably know because I'm sure you travel enough. You wake up some places and you go, I don't know what time zone I'm in, and i got to grab some equipment from downstairs to eat it. Well, the word fast food is exactly what it is, and it's my, I always, I wrote something about uh, this once and said, you know, your trips to Jack in the Box will definitely do one thing for you. They'll get you more trips to Doc in the Box. Exactly, exactly. In fact, you'll have to laugh. I had some exhaustion about three weeks ago, and I had something pop up that I had to figure out. Well, and I, I, I never do this, and I turned to my husband at the end of the day. I said, I'm going, and I won't mention the place, but I said, let's take, get, take me over there. I'm buying a fish burger. When I got all done with the fish burger, I thought, okay, I just committed suicide. I'm done for the next few years. 
Yeah, right. You took a couple I mean, of years off. That's how I felt like rather than going and jumping off a cliff because the day was just absolutely exhausting, I thought, you know, let's just go have a, a quick fast food fish burger. Right. And I had to laugh, you're right. Um, but back to the politics of our health care. Now, can you imagine the health of our country is being decided by a dictator type attitude? It just it, it bothers me because I'm so into putting enormous amount, I put millions of dollars behind our company and our research center into what is healthy and uh, the water on earth and what we do and my research. And then I look at the freedom of health issues and the freedom to make choices is being taken away uh, because people are going to make me feel like I'm not taking care of myself by, based on the health care. Right. Well, I'll tell you, that's an interesting thing, and I'll bring up a specific issue because you, you gave me a broad spectrum and it got me thinking like absolutely crazy, but I'll just talk about the women's, uh, you know, um, uh, contraceptive or whatever issue we want to call that. And, you know, we've got, it's kind of ironic that we have like five guys on a panel in the Senate sitting there making the decision over all of the women of the United States and what they should do about, you know, whether or not they have a baby or they don't have a baby. It's basically telling women what they should be doing with their body parts. And I don't know Can about I tell you, you one, Las- Will. Uh, we've here, only wait, got here a, one thing. We've only here got in Las Vegas? We've only got that? a minute left, but I will tell you one on that subject. All I could think about is what about the little girl about 10 years old? They'll probably force her to take birth control pills so they right. can monitor for her for the rest of her life. And that's why I was against it. Right. Well, here in Las Vegas, guys who uh, who are more concerned about women's bodies and, and tell them what to do with them, we call them pimps. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, but back to the health issues, uh, uh, I think people better take serious uh, the freedom of their own personal health choices. And I, I agree with you and a lot of other people. I was against the contraceptive because I knew if the government got in control, they'll start telling the little girl when to start her her contraceptive, right. and it will be, and it be probably it would get to ten, and it might be younger in time. And right. I'm not, I'm against that. I think we've got to learn to teach our ch- families and our children to what to what is healthy for them. But we're Absolutely. out of time, and we're out of time. And uh, if you ever want to come back on again, we can discuss this because I am for the freedom you just talked about. Freedom is Good. the most exciting thing we have in America. Good. Hey, can I mention my website? Oh, yeah. What is it? Politicalcomedians.com. Real simple. Politicalcomedians.com. All right. Well, you have a nice day, and thank you for joining us. Thank you, ma'am. Bye. Well, today we had Sam Rose on, uh, who's the founder of the Rose Nutrition Center and the author, it's found on Amazon, The Way Back, which we learned a lot about our lives and to grow older and maybe get a PB over 100 years old and still be healthy. And then we had Will Roberts on, who is an author, a commentator, entertainer, He's got a book called The Crackpots, Pot Shot at American Politics, and we talked about health care and his love of Will Rogers. You know, the world out there is, we're all on on this earth together. And as we live on it together, the one thing we need to learn is the population is growing every single week. And as we grow and the more need for the water, and make water your number one issue in your everyday life for you personally to drink it. Remember the humidity is vital to your lifestyle and what the humidity is for you to live a healthier life, what you're eating, how you're drinking, 
Uh, I mean, drinking your water, but how you're sleeping and what you're eating and uh, that your whole choices. But make water your priority. And this is what this show is all about. We're starting our sixth year this year, and it's been a priority thinking about the water and the women around the world that have to get up and carry that water. I want you to know that Earth does have uh, a secret because every time I say this on the show, you need to embrace the freedom of your life. And uh, Will and I were just talking about it. Sam talked about it. Life is freedom of choice. Just take a look at yourself, the freedom of choice you have. Where else can you go in the world and have a better freedom of what you have, what's being offered to you to give you the support you need? But embrace somebody else's life too. Don't just take it all for yourself. And then Earth has a, a, a whispering. And I always say, Earth is whispering back with that whisper. Don't take it all with you. Leave something behind that you're very excited about, that you can be immortal. And, and giving back to this world will make you feel good on Earth and in Heaven. So Earth has a special secret and a special 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 whisper. I want to thank you for listening. You have a nice day. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinaHour.com. 